everyone and welcome into the Irish NFL show with me, Colm Cronin. And today I am joined by a returning guest. He's probably back maybe a little bit sooner than he thought he might be. It is Dean Jones from Cave. Dean, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Nice to be back so soon. Can't think yeah. why. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, obviously, look, blockbuster trade, which um, took place on Friday, so... Wanted to uh, get you back on. I suppose let's let's just start your initial reaction to um, the the trade and and what the Panthers kind of gave up to get the number one pick. Yeah, I think I mentioned to Brian last week that I thought they were going to go up. I mean, and this is the only kind of way they were going to guarantee their their sort of pick of the litter. Um, it's a lot to give up, especially with DJ. I mean. Um, they, they're going to have to invest now in in kind of free agency, getting wide receivers in because they just haven't got enough at the moment. But like I say, they've only given up one first-round pick, two twos, uh, pick swap from one to nine, and then DJ as well. So, I mean, they could have asked for a lot more. Um, obviously, people will say who won and who lost trade, but obviously that's not going to be sort of confirmed one way or the other for the next three years, to be honest with you, um, depending on if the Panthers get the right guy. If kind of DJ Moore is is enough for Justin Fields to take that next step in Chicago and what they do with their picks, so I was expecting the cost to be a little bit more, especially if they were going to one. But um, it it just provides kind of Carolina with legitimate hope they can finally solve their quarterback problem at long last. Yeah, and um, I suppose we we can get into it a little bit. But you had written a piece, I think, around about a week ago, uh, where you had said I'd done a mock draft had had the Panthers going up to number one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think most of my mocks have had them go into either one or number three. Uh, I, I just kind of had a feeling that's what they were going to do um, after so much kind of sort of failed trades and. On Teddy Bridgewater's free agent sign and letting Cam Newton go, bringing him back. I mean, this was this kind of the time for them to be aggressive and and, and go up for a, a college quarterback. Um, Scott Fitter has made uh, no secret of his desire to kind of draft and develop, build around a rookie contract, and and now, and now he'll get that chance. So great news for the Panthers. Yeah, and I, I think I mean, looking in terms of what you've given up, the big. Asset is, and I say this is a Broncos fan, where we now have the Russell Wilson contract. It it will be a rookie contract. So even you know if it doesn't work out right in three years' time, you're not going to be lumbered with the contract. You could potentially move on. That's worst case scenario. But let's go back to you know what the Panthers might do, and now that they do control the draft in terms of the QBs that you think that they will consider, I suppose. There, with, with what's happened at the Combine, Richardson has now entered the conversation. Some people had it at, at two, um, you know, in terms of Bryce Young and, and CJ Stroud. Some people put Will Levis up there and Richardson there now. What are your own thoughts on, on that, Dean? Do you do you think they'll consider the Fords? Do you think they've already honed in on somebody? What, what would you like to see them do? I think there's probably a general consensus around two. I mean... I don't think they'll have traded up for Will Levis. I mean, there's just too many doubts about him to be given up all that uh, to go to one. Anthony Richardson's an interesting one. Uh, I read Todd McShay's updated mock draft uh, last night, and he, he's he's hearing a lot of buzz about the Panthers might go for him. Again, it's it's really risky to, to be giving all that up for 
uh, I mean, his, his his talent's there. It's just a case of uh, kind of nurturing him in the right, right way, but it's a massive gamble. Um, I'm a big CJ Stroud guy. Uh, I, th- I think he'll fit Frank Reich's system perfectly. There, he's he's accurate. He can make every throw. Uh, he's more mobile than people give him credit for. And um, that college football semi-final performance against Georgia was was kind of the best best quarterback performance I've seen in college since Joe Burrow was at LSU. To be honest with you, um, kind of quashed all doubts for me. Um, obviously, he put on a throwing clinic at the combine as well. So he would be my preference, but. I don't think you can go wrong with either kind of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, um, to be honest. But both of them uh, look like franchise quarterbacks uh, at the next level. So this gives them a chance to to kind of really hone in over the next few weeks to uh, assess. And, and I'd be surprised if it wasn't uh, Young or Stroud, but um, my, my preference would be for Stroud anyway. If it was Young, would you have concerns given at the... The, the size is almost unprecedented. I mean, in terms of, you know, it's not just the height, it's also the weight. I mean, yeah, he comes in at 204 at the combine. You got you got to feel the guy was maybe drinking liters of water before <laughs> being, being weighed. He he is, look, the talent is obvious, but are, would there be concerns, um, you know, as, as somebody who could now realistically draft him, your team could, would there be concerns around the, the size if they were to go in that direction, Dean? I mean, there's always a risk, um, but it's 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 not in terms of kind of his how he sees the field for being so small because he processes things well, sees the field well, and can kind of get out on the move and make things happen when kind of pressure does arrive. So from that standpoint, uh, I haven't got a lot of concerns, but it's in terms of just when he gets hit. I mean, you see him on tape and... And even against sort of college D linemen, I mean, when when he's getting a hit, it just it just looks so brutal. So kind of, kind of every sack he takes, so that would be a concern. Obviously, he's going to bulk up a, a, a tiny bit once he gets to the once he gets to the league, spends more time in the weight room uh, and whatnot. But then you're running the risk of kind of taking away some of his athleticism and that makes him so special. So um, there is an obvious concern, and, and they'll obviously go through that. But um, I think the reward far outweighs the risk. Um, De- depending on whether he can stay healthy, obviously you've got Ka- Kyler Murray as an as a prime example. Uh, he went number one and and took the league by storm, but he's kind of had his own fair share of injury problems lately. So um, it's it's some something to think about. But I mean, for, in terms of how he plays the game, uh, I wouldn't think it'd be that much of a problem. It's just a case of the big hits he takes. Yeah, I mean that is the question, I suppose. Look, it's an interesting one because obviously. You had in, I suppose, Russell Wilson, in Kyler, and in Tua, you have guys who are shorter. It probably it it changes the way they play a little. I mean, Tua kind of gave it away last year. Probably talked more openly than Kyler or yeah. Russell Wilson ever have in terms of if uh, I tell the guys if they can if they can't see me, I can't see them. Um, and obviously, then you're talking about guys obviously with with the injuries with with Kyler and Tua when they're on the field. Incredible, but what might that mean? And the, the Richardson piece, I suppose this is where, you know, the nature of things a little bit now, especially 24 news new cycle and a player comes, it does performs the combine and teams can get enamored with that potential. We saw it last year with Traylon Walker, obviously came out, you know, all the talk um, prior to that had maybe been around Thibodeau and Hutchinson and all, uh, all of a sudden Walker's measurables are incredible. And that's the way that the Jags tend to go. Um, 
would if they did go with the potential aspect and given the talent that he has is the staff and i will say certainly i i watched on with envy with the staff that you guys put it together i mean we got sean payton but I would say yeah. outside of Sean Payton, it's been a little bit, okay, we'll wait and see, whereas the, the Panthers have really put an impressive staff together. Would that kind of alleviate some of the concerns um, and, and and I suppose help you to understand maybe if they talk about one, okay, they have the staff in place, they clearly believe in the potential? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more faith in kind of the football men in the building now than at any point when Matt Rule kind of held absolute power during during his reign of terror, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, they've got Frank Wright, they've got Scott Fisserer, Dan Morgan, um, making the personnel um, discussions. And then whichever quarterback they take, this is arguably the best situation they could they could go into. You've got, obviously, Wright, you've got Josh McCown, who's uh, lacking in NFL coaching experience, but, I mean, he was a veteran backup for for almost 20 years, so uh, he, he knows how to mentor and to guide young players. Uh, you've got Jim Caldwell, um, and then Thomas Brown is a, a very progressive offensive coordinator from the from the Rams. So um, this this is a fantastic setup with that will leave absolutely no excuses for whoever comes in. Um, they'll be tasked with a lot because they they are not going up to number one for someone to be sitting for a rookie season. Obviously they're gonna they're gonna probably sign a veteran uh, as a backup uh, because they've only got Matt Corral and Jacob Eason in the contract right now, but. Um, like I say, they've they've not given up all this to to have a quarterback sit on the sidelines for his, for his first year. So this is a really good environment. Like I say, I've I've made no secret of how impressed I've been with the coaching staff. David Tepper has uh, flexed his financial muscle, and uh, now now they've got a chance to get their quarterback and really take off. And I suppose you know that that's the the QB piece, obviously in. Look, they, they, there's lots of games that that will be played. Uh, do you put any stock? Or I just, uh, you know, uh, we I, I know we we'll get into this ourselves on our own show, but I'm interested in your opinion. As almost as soon as the draft was, or the trade was made, there was oh, the Panthers might be open to moving out of, of number one as well. You know, what I mean, like you know, if there isn't the QB they love, they might. Do you put any stock in in those stories, or or is that just? This is this is lying season. This is a poker face. They're they're going to play it in case somebody is willing to give up three firsts uh, for for the Panthers pick. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I don't put much into it. Um, it's all smoke and mirrors season, isn't it? But um, they they control the draft now, which is what, which is, I think was important for them. Um, I know I know they were a bit worried about kind of the Raiders and Falcons and and even the Colts going up and getting their getting the spot really because I, I don't think the Houston Texans are going to go any other route apart from quarterback so that would leave them without the top two and it, and if that was one of their preferred guys it would it would kind of leave them stuck in the mud a little bit um, so yeah this this gives them multiple options uh, they're not going to give too much away still um, even though I mean they are going to take a quarterback at some stage but this this kind of gives them full control of, of the draft and, and, and what they can do from the top spot, which I think was really important for Scott Ferrer. And obviously, you you mentioned early on when we first started talking around DJ Moore, and this is obviously it's going to be a new look um, offense next year. But 
talk to me, I suppose, a little bit about um, DJ Moore, a guy who's maybe flown a little bit under the the radar given the QB situation that he's had with the, the Panthers. But how good a player is he and how good a player are the Bears getting? Uh, he's, fa- he's fantastic, to be honest. Um, he's done so much with so little. Um, he's not had a real stable quarterback since he entered the league, apart from those few games that kind of Cam Newton was uh, was fresh on firing in 2018. Um, he's put up solid numbers. His route running has improved all the time. Um, he's a major threat uh, with the ball in his hands for yards after the catch. He's, he's physical as well, uh, which often goes unnoticed for, uh, by him. So this is a great pickup. Something the Bears have really been lacking, even though uh, I know they traded for Chase Claypool, but this will kind of allow Chase Claypool to go into sort of a secondary receiving role, which is probably where he's best suited, um, providing the Bears can sort of spend big on the offensive line. Um, DJ Moore should, should absolutely thrive there, and this trade does not happen without um, without DJ going the other way, I don't think. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. I, I didn't possible that um Claypool ends up as WR three there, which maybe might 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 suit him um a, a bit more, but um that's uh that's for for another podcast. In terms of you know the other pieces then for the Panthers, we talked talked about the offense is gonna look different, the coaching staff is gonna look different. This is a, a new era, but what are the other things you, you might like to see given, you know, what the the, the moves that have been made to this point? Has this changed in any other aspects of, of what you might like to see the Panthers do in the offseason, be that in free agency or in the, the rest of the, the drafting? Uh, yeah, I think the need for a wide receiver has gone up exponentially with DJ going. Um, they've got Terrence Marshall Jr., Shai Smith, uh, LaVisca Chanel as a starting three at the moment, which just isn't going to be good enough. Um, I don't think that's going unnoticed in the, in the front office either. Um so I expect kind of a free agent or someone early in the draft to um, to come in because they've still got the 39th overall pick, which is which which was an, another big thing for them here. Uh, they could probably trade back and get another third or, or or take take someone if they fall out of the first round there. So that's really good. And um, they need a pass catching tight end desperately as well. I mean, I don't think that's changed. Um, Ian Thomas and Tommy Tremble are, are good blockers. I mean, some of the best. Uh, tight end blockers in the in the league, but they've kind of gone missing in the passing game lately, so that'll have to change. And then it's kind of just relying on this this new coaching staff to get those currently on the roster sort of trending upwards. I mean, Terrence Marshall Jr. is in a prime spot now to have a breakout campaign next year, and um, he showed real flashes when Matt Rule got fired, um, sort of over the second half of the season. And Lavisca Chanel is too. I mean, he's going into a contract year, so he's going to need to. Needs to raise his game for kind of an extended set to stay, but now now the quarterback is there uh, or should be there. Um, it's it's time to sort of invest in the skill positions around him because the offensive line is good, provided Bradley Bozeman comes back. And then looking around the division, I suppose you know since you were at last on with Bradley just a couple of weeks ago, it's been confirmed in terms of the the Saints taking uh, Derek Carr. There had been a little bit of flirtation there, obviously, early on. Then he, he went out, met, met a few other teams. Um, and the we're, we're still in a situation, I suppose, where the the Falcons have said they're they're not gonna um go near Lamar Jackson. Um that's that could be a whole um, you know, 
a multitude of podcasts into the whole Lamar Jackson and what te- why teams are. Um, but the the Bucks just seem to be kind of talking up um, their in-house QBs. Looking around the division, I mean, the what what are your expectations for the the Panthers next year? Because it seems like even with a, a rookie in the center, it takes time for them to find their feet. But it feels like that bridge between college and the NFL isn't isn't as long now. Like rookies kind of come in and, and find their feet a lot quicker at, at almost every position. We've seen it at wide receiver. We've seen it at cornerback in recent years. And in, in um, QB, I think, you know, people point to Pat Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers sitting was 15 years plus. And Pat Mahomes was in a strange situation where the, the Chiefs were, you know, they, they had a whole system. They'd Andy Reid in place and they'd Alex Smith yeah. there. So QBs generally come in. So what are your expectations given where, where, what the Panthers have done to, to go up to to one? What are your thoughts as we kind of sit here in, in March? It could be very different in August, I understand. Yeah, obviously it's, it just depends on what happens kind of in free agency and during the draft. But I think um, there's a real opportunity for them to, to seize control of this division in, in sort of next season beyond. Um, it might not happen in 2023. Obviously, as you stated, the the your rookie quarterback needs time to develop, but they've got kind of over 158 million in cap space for uh, 2024 now with DJ going. Uh, obviously, Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey's dead cap is coming off as well, so um, that that will get trimmed with Brian Burns' extension, no doubt. And dead Derek Brown will probably need to get paid as well. So, um, but there's a real opportunity to sort of see the initiative after being kind of in the basement for so long within the division. Um, obviously, the Saints have got Derek Carr, but um, that that could go either way for me. Um, the Bucks would kind of be middling with Kyle Trask or or another veteran, and then obviously the Falcons are moving forward with Desmond Ridder. Um, they'd probably be the biggest threat to me, the Falcons. But if the new quarterback sort of transitions well to Carolina and um, kind of develops quicker than anticipated under this coaching staff, uh, it's all systems go. I'm wondering, you know, if some teams. Um... We'll probably look at next year's draft and look, Caleb Williams is the one everyone's going to talk at and, and think, well, maybe the, the one year what wouldn't be so bad is that what we're seeing out of the, the box um, in, and, and others. It will be interesting to, to see. Um, in, in terms um, then, I suppose, um, Dean, in terms of kind of the free, free agency um, coming up, uh, starting kicks off to, tomorrow, um, is there like uh, you know? Is there anything, be it not 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 even just Panthers related or um, NFC related? Is there anything you are uh, you are keeping an eye on, or any player that you're kind of intrigued to see where the player themselves might end up, even if it wasn't to be the the Panthers? Uh, I know for me, obviously being a Broncos fan, I'm wondering where Draymond Jones will end up. I think somebody's going to get themselves a, a very nice um, new addition there. And obviously, look, Orlando Brown is probably the, the big talking point. But for you, is there anyone else out there? Uh, it's In terms of the Panthers, it would probably be Bradley Bozeman. Uh, he's He's got to get re-signed. Simple as that. Uh, he, he made such a big impression last year when he came in. Um, leadership in the locker room and kind of immersed himself in the community as well, with, which which was made him a fan favourite quickly. In terms of around the league, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd be interested to see where Jesse Bates ends up. Um, 
he's 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 very talented, easily the best safety on the market this year. Um, James Bradbury's another one as well, obviously a former Panther. They've got a need a cornerback, but whether he'd come back or not, I don't know for the money he wants. And then obviously everyone's keeping an eye on the Lamar Jackson thing. I mean, it's it's just bizarre. Uh, obviously the the price of the contract is big, but if you're giving if you're just giving up two second round two first round picks, sorry, for an NFL MVP all pro court quarterback, I mean, that's that's absolute pittance compared to sort of what Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson went for last year. So um whether they teams are just ignoring the fact that he wants guaranteed money or they just think the Ravens are gonna match any offer, I don't know. But I mean it is something to monitor. And then obviously you've got the Darren Payne uh, with the commanders as well. Uh, he's he's on the tag but hasn't had a uh, a new contract sorted out yet. So if they don't get something sorted out within a couple of weeks, um he he could be on the trade block. So that'd be interesting as well. Yeah, I wonder in, in turn the commanders are, are a very interesting one because obviously the, all the talk is around them being sold. And and yeah. I wonder in, in terms of what they're gonna do at, at QB, are they gonna be one of the teams in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes as such? And is that what a new ownership group when they I think it's 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 probably, you know, when rather than if at this point, when when that they'll want that. But um, didn't want to thank you. Uh, thank you for taking time out uh, early on a, a Sunday morning to, to no catch me. Um, they're a decent-sized Panthers uh, community, obviously here here in Ireland, in the UK, across Europe. If they want to find out uh, more uh, of your stuff, the your where can they go about doing that? Um, yeah, you can go to catgrave.com. Um, multiple stories on there every day, uh, and my Twitter account is at Dean Jones underscore. And we will make sure to list those in the the show notes. Dean is a a, hard, a hard working man. In fairness to him, he uh, he was telling me before we recorded he had a whole series of articles ready to go for for the weekend, and had to to go back and was re rewriting uh, yesterday during his uh, day off. So you've been, yeah, you've been... ruined, ruined. <laughs> Work while though, at least it was for for a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dean, I want to thank you again and uh, in, enjoy the uh, free agency frenzy and it will be intriguing to see maybe we, we can have you back on again in late April after that number one pick has been made and talk to you about who the Panthers have selected but for now, thanks very much Cheers Colin, look forward